Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube, Apple, Spotify, everywhere you listen. And I swear to you, we've got more changes coming, some some good, fun, hopefully helpful things that we're going to be adding, so stick around and keep an eye out. And as always, we talk judging MMA, so make sure you read that scoring criteria. Dan, it's good to be back. Welcome back. Thank you, thank you. Uh, as as uh, you know, I think we mentioned before I left, and you might have mentioned last week, I was I took the family to Seattle and Vancouver, British Columbia, mm-hmm. for a week. Yep, we had a real nice time out that yeah. way. Out Main west, purpose. Pacific Northwest was to have fun. Main purpose was to get me a pop, and you just you know you lumped in a family vacation with it. Yeah, I didn't. So, I had no idea I was going to be doing that, but I did in fact get you. Said pop, it was mm-hmm. uh, who did I get you? J.P. Crawford. J.P. Crawford. I couldn't remember his first name for for the uh, for the Seattle Mariners. Took the family to a Mariners game the same night as UFC last week. So I didn't watch as much. I watched some of it live actually. I, I watched a couple of the finishes. Mm. And then we went out and we did yeah. a bunch of things and went to Mariner game and all that other stuff. Nice. Um, but I did, as you know, because you read my scores on on the air, I did go back after the Mariner game, which was, we got back at probably like 1045 local time, which was like 145 Eastern time. Mm-hmm. Got back, put the kids to bed. My wife went to bed. And then I watched, what, 12 rounds or whatever the heck it was? Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of a maniac. <laughs> I really didn't need to do that, but I did it anyway because of my commitment to this show and to you, dear listener. He's committed. I am. I should be committed. <laughs> but uh, but so I have to I have to say I took the time to listen to the episode that uh, I was not a part of uh, in in a recording capacity anyway. Again, you read my scores, but with our guest host Spencer Kite. Spencer was great. Spencer was good. You were good, sir. I enjoyed it. Here's the thing. I have beef with Spencer. Okay. It has nothing to do with the recording. It has everything to do with him ducking me when I went to Canada. Oh. Ducked me. <laughs> I, I text him, right, you know, probably a day or two before. I said, hey, I think we're going to be heading up that way. Let's make, let's, maybe we get to get to get together, get some lunch or something like that. And he's like, no, I don't want to see you. I want nothing to do with you. <laughs> it was, uh, well, that's not exactly true. I, I, I guess I could, I was be paraphrasing. You know, but but like what he really actually said was more along the lines of, oh, I'm sorry, man, I've got family in town and I can't do it. I wish I could. Hope you guys have a great trip. Um, But I took that personally. Yeah. As, like, as like, you should. like Michael Jordan. As you should. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought that was. Be- I go all the way out to the other side of the country of the continent. Mm. I traveled across a border. <laughs> With my family, with my two young children, mm-hmm. to see this man, and he right. couldn't see me. Disappointing, <laughs> disappointing. So that will be the last time I ever consent to him being a guest host of this show, <laughs> until he comes out to Jersey and sees me, and then I might have family in town. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> of course I'm busted. I, I I love Spencer, and I thought you both did a great job. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The role was difficult. Yeah, it's, it's different. I you know because I listened yeah. to the show. Uh, you know, I, I didn't I didn't just give you lip service. I actually listened to it and. Uh, yeah, it was it was definitely different hearing you take some of the, like the the duties that I guess I kind of tend to just kind of fall into, right? I, yeah. I don't I don't know that we sat there and said I'm going to do this and this and this about everything, but like I think we kind of settled into roles, right? Settled in, and uh, it, it was definitely a different experience. I thought you handled yourself well. Yeah, thank you. 
Yeah. The show moved <laughs> along. I think it was fine. It was good. Yeah. We had a good time. You guys, you're going to do it again? Yeah. You're going to kick, kick me off next week? We possibly will. Yeah. yeah. No. I, I, I can <laughs> take the family away again. It's fine. It's a lot of money, though. I can't. I can't. Maybe maybe we'll just go to like Central Jersey. <laughs> That's not a place. It's a little, yes, it is. Central Jersey. Central, is a place. Central Jersey does. What exist. is Trenton? Tell yeah. me where Trenton is. South Jersey. No, it's not. South Jersey. It is not South Jersey. Mm-hmm. Although I guess if you were to draw a line, it has to be, of course, what you call Taylor Ham. Because if you call it Taylor Ham, you're in North Jersey. Mm. And if you don't, you're in South Jersey. Yeah. Central Jersey, I feel like Central this is Central Jersey. This is this is what I believe. Central Jersey is where you get both the Eagles and the Giants games on TV. You have access to both. Well, why would anyone watch the Eagles? I'm just saying if you have the ability to watch either one locally or like the Phillies and the Yankees and Mets that kind of thing, if you have access to all the channels and all that stuff to watch those games, you are in Central Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, should we talk about like fights and yeah, stuff? Yeah, let's get or... into the fights. Yeah, yeah. I thought everybody came to listen to me, but uh, talk about nonsense. But, um, uh, but I should just say the trip was a very good time. That's good. Anyway, on to the fights. On to this past weekend, which you know, busy weekend again. Just like last week, I know you guys skipped over Bellator. I totally agree. I think that was the right call. Um, we actually are going to find a little bit of time to talk about PFL, but most of our conversation for this episode is going to be centered on. Of course, UFC 292 in Boston. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the big, big development. Yep. Sean O'Malley is the new champion. How surprised were you, by the way? I In in overall, toe, I'm surprised. After watching Aljo the first two minutes of the fight, I'm not surprised. Sure. No, in the context of like it, the performance that we saw, it kind of was almost building up to that. It's like he doesn't. He, he's nervous. He looks hesitant. It, he's going to get knocked out is what I can. And, I had two thoughts after like the first three minutes or after the first round, it was going to either be one of the worst fights we ever watched with, with <laughs> Aljo doing exactly what he did for five rounds each round yeah, and just edging out a win in each round. Okay. Or he was going to get sparked. I didn't, I didn't so. necessarily see it like that, but, but I'll tell you this, but you know, with hindsight, kind of like we're talking mm-hmm. about here with hindsight, you can look back at that first round and, and you know, not even really watch it. Like you just think back to it and it's like the exaggerated movements not just like reactions to feints but like everything he did was just very wild mm-hmm. and obviously he's got a different style right he's the funk master he's a little mm-hmm. funky you know little but like this was i thought this was kind of dialed up to 11 and not in a good way because and and that really was his downfall he was he was way too reckless with that mm-hmm. what was it a straight that he threw correct he kind of overcommitted on a straight right <laughs> he just dove in head yeah up. and he's just like almost just ryan bader like and I, you know, I demonstrated to my wife because she asked, like, what how, how the fights were last night. And so I obviously I hit my wife. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm standing, I'm standing like seven feet away from my wife, and I just displayed to her because I wanted her to understand like what happened. And I'm like, listen, he kind of throws himself out there, and I'm standing here with like a like a, a right fist extended. And I'm showing her how exposed my face is. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is Aljamain Sterling right now. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to get hit. And sure enough, he did. So that was, it just wasn't a surprise in that contest. I, I think he will learn a lot from this. And if he does actually get the rematch, which I, I think he totally deserves. It doesn't sound like O'Malley wants to do it. And it wouldn't shock me if he got his way and it was somebody else. But I, I really do think, number one, he deserves it right away. Right away. And number two... I think he really will learn a lot from this and be a lot more composed in the way he handles his the, the striking elements of it. That'll it, go a long way. It just really felt like he's like, man, 
how am I going to get him down? How am I going to close this distance? Yeah. And that that's kind of, once, like, he probably thought he knew what he was going to do all through camp. Sure. And then got in there and was like, I don't think that's going to work. That's, that's what it kind of felt. Or it just wasn't working. Or it just maybe. wasn't you know, working. I, I don't know yeah. if he did. I don't know that he felt nervous. Like, I, you, you said nervous. I didn't take that from I, the performance. I, Apparently, Sean O'Malley said he was nervous for the fight. Apparently, he says he's always nervous. Maybe. But he said he was more nervous for this one than any other fight. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, it makes sense. It was his first title opportunity. It was a big opportunity for him. Um, But, yeah, I guess the more relevant question that I would have, because, you know, we we talked about this now a little bit. Do, Do you think Sean O'Malley here, you know, no matter who he faces next and whatever, do you think that he has a long title reign in his future? Even if it's not this one, do you think that because now we've we're talking about a championship level fighter, an actual champion yeah, fighter. Do you think yeah, he's got a long could. reign in his future? He could. He could settle down the division. I think DC used that that exact words. He said I think he was the one who said to, to bring balance to it or something like that. Yeah. Which I thought was crap because Aldrain Sterling brought balance to it. He he knocked off a bunch of uh yeah. a bunch of challengers. I think he settled it pretty well. It mm-hmm. just it just so happens that there's a ton of these guys. They just keep coming, you know? Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I guess three defenses isn't all that much. It's not, but, I mean, when you think about it, he he put away Peter Jan, right? Yep. He had already finished Corey Sanhagen. Yeah, but he wasn't. And when I say that. put away, he didn't put away Peter Jan. He, right. he got a win, and it was, of course, a very close uh, and by some contested decision. I, I would just call mm-hmm. it a close decision. Um, But... He does. He did. I thought he proved himself against Peter Yan. I, I okay. think he did. Um, Henry Cejudo. I think people still have a lot of respect for him. So realistically, like it's not like he ducked him. I think he brought a lot of balance to it. No one else was was really getting up to that point. We were already talking about Corey Sanhagen's going to get the next title shot potentially. So if we're talking about that, we're talking about reruns. I think he brought so, balance. Yeah, I guess. But but it, it, back to O'Malley in particular here. Do you do you think that he does have a long reign in him? Do you like yeah, look at the, I, look at the look at the contenders kind of coming up here. We got Sanhagen, we got potentially a a Sterling rematch, Marab, um maybe Marlon Vera as he was talking about. So if they if they do that Cheeto rematch right so away, we'll that would be uh that'd be interesting. I just want to see how how he deals with getting kicked again. See what happens. I think there's a lot of potential for strikers to to give him an actual problem because we've seen him against some talented strikers and it hasn't always gone swimmingly for him. Mm. You know, like he he very easily could have lost that fight to Peter Young. A lot of people really thought he lost that fight. I think we talked about it, it was just yeah, a close fight, but um. I don't see any reason why Corey Sanhagen can't march in there and take the belt from him if that if he happens to be next or even Marlon Cheeto Vera. But I also could see a scenario where he knocks away all these guys. He continues to get better and he does go on a, on a big run and becomes a major, major star. He's already a major star. But uh, like I'm talking a, about like a, a like next level. level. No, I'm talking about he could potentially potentially. Different type, different type. I mean, obviously. he's kind of more, he's, he's not gonna have like a nation at his back, he's a which little is different. He's a little more likable since uh, I'll try heroin comment. Yeah, he's, he's I will say grown he, up seems, a bit. he seems to be a little bit, yeah, less dumb. Yeah, like so, <laughs> a little bit more likable now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, that, that one really that that's hung with me for a while, and yeah. I, I will say he definitely doesn't seem uh, quite so dumbly obnoxious in that way anymore. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe there's some maturity. So he wants the December fight. So do you think, That's what he's saying, I, yeah. I don't know if Aljo would want to fight in December. I think he would take it if it was, he would have, I think, I think uh, if they said you need to fight on his schedule, he's going to do it. Cause he wants, Aljo wants to stay active. He, he actually really likes to fight. Like he wants to get three or four fights in. Aljo seems like his whole career is you're going to fight when we tell you to fight. Yeah, pretty much. Which, which I kind of think it should be for everybody. 
But uh, I, I I know you do. <laughs> yeah, that's all that conversation. Um, but who else could? If it's not going to be Aljo, it, it, me Rob maybe is is a hand going to be okay? Should be by December. By December. I, would, I would bet he'll be okay by December. So really, Corey Sanhagen's elbow. Yeah, yeah. I, I would think he'll probably be okay. I don't know the the diagnosis, but fighters tend to figure out a way to be ready for these type of things. I mean, Cheeto's on the same exact schedule as him. T- yeah, Cheeto, Cheeto varies. A lot of these people could really do it. You know, I wouldn't want a Peter Yan. Peter Yan doesn't deserve. We're it in right August now, so. now, but we're in August now. Like we're talking about like December tenth, yeah, or something along those lines. That's four months. That's a lot of time. But are they going to put him second, second to Connor? Right? Isn't Connor in? Uh, what Connor's saying he's to? Connor said he went on this whole thing tonight. He's like, I'm not fighting in December. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't. Yeah. Know oh, yeah. Oh, he he's not. He right. according to him, it ain't happening. All so right, so they need a, they need a, a they main do event, need somebody so. exactly. Maybe. And and honestly, I mean, what better way to grow your other star than put him under another major star? Mm. So if Connor was there, I, I actually yeah. I see a lot of logic there. He just wouldn't be able to headline. It would still be Connor. Mm. But it doesn't matter. It's not going to happen. Okay. So do you real like? Are you really sitting there saying, "Oh, Connor's going to fight"? The idea is laughable. It is laughable. <laughs> but he's, I mean, at some point he's going to, right? You you would not necessarily. But right. I do think he will uh, at some point. But who knows how many years that will be? You know. Well, yeah, he wants to. Well, he wants to. He might be one hundred and ninety-five pounds at that point, like cutting weight, so he'd have to fight at two hundred five. Well, that's what, well, that's what he that's, that's what he said at the beginning of the tough season. He goes, maybe we'll do this at one eighty-five to Chandler. Mm. Like, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so it, my my opinion, it should be Aljo next, mm. but short of Aljo, I actually do think you should make it Marab. Has to be Marab. And I think, if if and that's the go. type of thing I think if Aljo like wasn't going to get the opportunity he could at least be very happy for and totally behind his buddy Mirab mm-hmm. and fully support him in that kind of way so i think that would be interesting so okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna say it's it's you know i got plan a and plan b what's your plan a and plan b my plan a and plan b yeah who who would you want are you are you like me do you want aljo next do you think it should be the i'd rematch? be okay i'd be fine with aljo yeah i was i kind of threw the threw away the idea of the immediate rematch I just didn't think it would happen, so I really kind of didn't give it much thought. No, no, forget about it. Who should? Uh, we're talking. We're not talking about will happen. We're talking. Well, that's about why I, I threw it out. I was like, so I didn't even enter my. You know. Well, now it's here. It's back on the table. Yeah, I guess. I guess Aljo Marab would be my my okay. go-to. Yeah, I like that. We're sympathetic. Um, that's a lot of time on on O'Malley and everything. It makes mm-hmm. total sense. He's he's the big star of the weekend. But um, I I would argue the better fighter of the two relative to their division is Zhang Wei Li, hmm. and I think she proved that once again. On Saturday night, because she was just a monster against Amanda Lemo. Not, and I had this thought. I I almost said something, and I, I didn't want to be disrespectful, but I had the thought as Lemo is walking out, and I'm like, this has the feel of like one of those title defenses that it's just like another person that they're that they're going to look fantastic against. Mm. Like it, it, like when you look back at like Anderson Silva. And you think, all right, well, he's got this title fight here, and it's against, oh gosh, I don't know, Dan Henderson, Dan Dan Henderson. I'm Dan Henderson. We had a lot more respect for. I think, no offense to oh, than, okay. than Amanda Lemos, but yeah, sure. Somebody were like, here's a title fight coming up, but um, but then it didn't play out very competitively, and I I, I had kind of had that thought come into this, and I'm like, I just don't see this one being very competitive. And credit to Lemos, like she. She fought like a woman who knew that her chances were small and tried to take advantage of them when she could. Because I 
think that was probably her only prayer of winning. Like she wasn't going to set this up and win like Mm -hmm. down the road or like chip away or get rounds or anything like that. If there was a chance for her to finish, she tried. She threw a big strike. She, she went for a Darce at the end of round one. It looked like she went for a stone cold stunner. That kind of was a Darce. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you caught that or thought that, but I had that thought. I was like, that looked like almost a stunner. It just didn't work, you know? Uh, but man, imagine she did. She finished the champ with a stunner. That'd be mm. great. Then she got to drink a beer in the cage. Uh, <laughs> you have to do that, yes. <laughs> but, but yeah, no. She she ended up being exactly what I had thought in my head, which was completely overmatched and just like another name to be mm. etched into the legacy of Zhang Weili uh, of title fights where she just looked at fantastic. And man, she really did. Um, is she the most dominant force we've ever seen? At strawweight, uh, yeah, I would say so. And uh, now, yeah, that performance last night. I think that. Well, yeah, now that yeah. We, now that we have this in yeah. mind, and I don't think it's just recency bias. Like this followed another one where she just looked like a, a monster against an actual champion, a two-time champion. I know you've done mm-hmm. almost no respect for Carla Esparza, but you got to respect what she's done. <laughs> she still won the belt two times. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Blah. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. Nonetheless. We're now talking about a woman who went out there and just dominated two straight fights. And even before that, she knocked out and sent Joanna Jacek into retirement mm-hmm. emphatically. Yeah, that was good. Uh, after the war they had the first time. Realistically, I think both of us actually scored, at least I did, scored the rematch between uh, Wei Li and Rose for Wei Li. I forget who it was. was a close, it was a close fight. It, it could have gone either way. I don't, I'm not sitting here saying she was robbed, but like... That fight was so close that you can absolutely sit there and say Zhang won. I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing to be able to say that. And really, it, when it comes down to it, her her legacy of not looking like a monster comes down to two really close fights, competitive fights. One of which was like a total war, and then another one where she got knocked out in a minute by a head kick. That I mean, shoot, these things just kind of sometimes just happen in yeah, mixed martial she arts. Could, she could be on her GSP arc. Mm. Yeah, I feel like we're we're now in like firm I'm going to run away from everybody in this division kind of thing. I still see challenges for her. I mean, we both have a lot of respect for Tatiana Suarez. Um I think that one. that one in particular is that's the fight that I think would say a lot about where either one of them of course is in in the real pecking order. I feel like we're talking about those are the most dominant forces probably mm-hmm. of dominant forces. And not necessarily the best fighter, but just like pure dominance that we've seen on display. They're probably one and two. I guess, yeah. In pure dominance. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that Tatiana Suarez is number one better or number two more oh, yeah. accomplished well, than people yeah. like Rosanami Yunus or Yanni on Jacek. Yeah. They both dominated the hell out of Carlos Sparza. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I think there's just something about the way both of these women fight where they just kind of maul their opponents in a way that I mean, Joanna certainly had her time where mm-hmm. she was like that too. So it's not fair to dismiss her from that conversation, but I, I just, I feel like they're similar in that respect. So I'm very interested to see how that fight goes. Okay. Yeah. I really want to see that next. I, I feel like they're actually going to do, and it makes some sense. Yan Xiao Nan against right, her right, next. Yeah. It, it, you, you're going to do massive numbers in China there. Put that fight in China. It's like, I can't even sit here and be mad about it because number one, she beat uh, Jessica Andrade when that rent meant a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So then, when uh, Tatiana Suarez did the same thing, I I think that's fair. But yeah, it's it, there's too much business there. You have to do that fight. Yeah, let's do it. So, but I do hope 
that we don't keep Tatiana Suarez on the shelf too long. She's been out so long. I'll get her another fight. Even yeah. if it's a stay busy fight, I don't care. Her Mackenzie Dern. No, Mackenzie Dern is going to fight. Where have you been? You've been out of the loop on everything. Yeah, I'm always Mackenzie out of the loop. Mackenzie Dern is fighting Jessica Andrade in New York. How many times? That's just, they Jessica announced it during the broadcast. Jessica Andrade loses a fight or, or wins a fight, and then she's like, you know, I'm going to fight this day too. I love it. I didn't know she did that. Oh, yeah. That, that's they announced awesome. that yeah they announced that last night like, just just sign me up three fights in advance <laughs> just sign them all she's not winning any of them right now though <laughs> that's the bad part um I, and and that's a shame too because i i really do and i think i've said this months back but like jessica Andrade, i think doesn't didn't get her flowers like when she was really the best like i think she was really one of the best women fighters that we have had period hmm. um great career fantastic career it's now very much in the it looks like the twilight Hmm. Uh, unless she can pull it back out, but yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I, right. think, I think it's slowing down for her. But yeah, Zhang Wei Li, like she just, she was so massively dominant in that fight. We're gonna talk about three contested rounds from that fight in a little bit. Um, the other fighter I really want to talk about. I don't know if you had another one you wanted to name after this, but Ian Machado Gary, mm-hmm. awesome, awesome performance. Um, I remembered thinking to myself, in the, and I was having a conversation with a friend before, and my friend was uh, was like, "Man, I don't know." about these odds here they seem a little too stacked in favor of uh of machado Gary. it was like it was like minus 370 or something along those lines and and i felt that that was a little crazy for me just because i thought of the potential for neil magny to make it one of those kind of like grinding clinch heavy things where shoot some of these rounds could go either way you just don't know mm-hmm. and i was so incredibly wrong <laughs> Because from literally the first, it was the first one he threw, right? The first like set him down, yeah. And we're gonna talk about all these rounds too, so I don't want to go deep into it. But man, just from right off the bat, he was totally better than him, like in in, in just a, an amazingly impressive way. <laughs> Dana White has said he wants him to fight at Madison Square Garden. Said they already talked to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson who declined the fight after Gary called him out, which is hilarious to me because, hey, we don't make fights on fight night. Mm-hmm. We don't do that, except for when we do. <laughs> we, we do that all the time, but no, we don't do it. <laughs> Good God. Um, but And I'm not surprised that Wonderboy turned it down because he likes to kind of take time between things. I know he didn't fight, but he did a camp. He did a weigh-in. He didn't get a fight. And... I believe he was. It was Chris Wyman. I was having a conversation with Chris Wyman for um, for our New York Post interview, and he was saying I was talking to Wonder Boy, and Wonder Boy likes to take this time. And he's like, No, no, no. I want to get back in. I want to fight, fight, fight for reasons that we now saw revealed. Chris Wyman is not going to be able to do that. He tore up his knee. It's going to be out a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Dana White even said, Hey, I'd like you to retire. But <laughs> um, to back to Gary though, it's not going to be Wonder Boy next. It probably is going to be a Madison Square Garden if they can have their way and i think gary wants it that way he his first shining moment in the ufc was uh was at the garden mm-hmm. that and he impressed the heck out of me then he's been on my radar like hardcore for a while um make a fight for him there's a fight i want but it's not gonna happen what is it jorge masvidal no definitely not oh actually i'll give you a fight that i want that's not gonna happen i had this thought it this we don't live in a timeline where this can happen oh ian machado gary versus conor mcgregor in a passing the torch fight yeah, it's the perfect it's the perfect weight class. Connor would have to cut heavily to get down to one seventy, but I think he could do it. Uh, you know, um, I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be interesting. And also, I can only imagine Gary would just chop the heck out of that broken leg. <laughs> do I wish ill on Connor McGregor? I don't know. I, I guess in that sense, I just did. You mm-hmm. know, 
I just I think I think Gary is I think he has potential to be a more sustained, better fighter than Conor McGregor, who's who burned bright but burned out kind of quickly in terms of his ability to to compete and willingness to compete against the top guys. It really was not a long period of time. It's like three or four years. Mm -hmm. I think Gary can keep this going a while. He's he's getting better and better in ways that I didn't expect him to at this rate i do see championship upside for him i think he can be a champion i really do Mm -hmm. and i didn't necessarily think that i thought he'd be like in the mix potential contender for even a title at that point but i i see him being even more than that okay yeah all right well we made fake fights for him do you you have any like good suggestions that we can do i mean i don't know uh i mean i'd love to see him fight shavkat but they're teammates yes i don't think that's a uh, that's in the mix. Shopcut doesn't seem to care though. I think he'd fight anybody. <laughs> he'd probably fight his mother. Uh, Gilbert Burns, maybe. I don't know. Gilbert Burns would be interesting. I would. You know what? I'll say this. I think I really like that fight, but I don't know if Gilbert Burns is going to be ready to fight then. Mm. I wonder. I like that fight. I think it's good. Even coming off a loss, I, I still think you know he took that fight on late notice, right? Or was it? No, no. It was. It was Bilal Muhammad who took it on late notice. Yeah, but well, they notice, both take. They both I'll, took it. Correct. It it was the date that Gilbert was training for, yeah. and, and Bilal was not. Mm-hmm. But I, I I don't think that's like too much a ding. He had coming off of a nice win before that. I, I think it'd be good. I I like mm-hmm. that. I, that's a good suggestion. I'll go with you. All right. I will go with you. Um, I don't have any big PFL things to talk about other than the rounds we'll discuss and uh, the unanimity report, of course. Yes. Um, PFL was Friday night. It was the heavyweights and the women's featherweights. We had four finishes to wrap up the card in all of the playoff fights. So in the three remaining fights that were non-playoff affairs, all of them went the distance. Six of them were unanimous, scored by the judges. Three were not. No 8-9 splits, so we're at a 6 out of 9, 66.7%. UFC was a little busier. A little bit busier. 19 of 28. Whole lot of decisions. Whole lot of decisions. Roughly, Roughly the same percentage there. 67.9, 67.9, but out of the nine times where they disagreed, four of them were 8-9 splits, so they they were mostly on point as far as seeing, okay, who won. Right. They knew that, but the degree, and you were saying before, because we didn't really have too many rounds going into the uh, the pay-per-view, and I, I said something, you're like, man, I, I hope we get some 8-9. You got your 8-9, yeah, sir. Well, because you already jinxed it. So. I know what I was doing. And I knew exactly what I was so doing. So if we're going to talk about anything, I'd rather talk about eight nines. Sure. And you manifested that. Good job. Good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think basically the, the rough averages are, are on point with what we typically see. And something we should point out, by the way, mm. because you were talking about this with me a few weeks ago. Yeah. The average uh, descent rate mm-hmm. for, for judges is typically around 70 to 73%, right? Well, we got this year's 2023 event average is 73.83%. That's that's just for UFC, right? No, UFC, PFL, and Bellator, not including PFL Europe. Mm, okay, gotcha. for this year. Yeah. Well, actually, one of them, one of the PFL Europes. You have a PFL? Yeah. I, I not both. I didn't, I didn't put that in there. I don't have both. Um, but the uh, that that doesn't reflect the eight nine splits. We're just talking about round winner with the descent. So realistically, when we say it's sixty seven, so it's a little low, but there's some eight nines in there. That's actually not 
indicative of the the descent rate. The descent rate is actually better here than than it would. Yeah, descent. The descent only matter when it's a different winner of yep. the round. Yeah, we're talking about round winner in that one. This it, is just unanimous un- yeah. unanimity. Yeah. So yeah, you know, we're talking about eight nine. That's like degree or eight seven. Right. Thanks, Chris Lee. Chris Lee. Chris Lee. Who who was uh who was on this one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can get to contested rounds. Let's now, do right? it. Yeah, let's do it. We got we got like I said nine from UFC. We got three. We will do the three from PFL. We were on the fence about it. Dan left it up to me, so I said, let's do it. All right. Dan doesn't usually let it up to me. Usually he will be like, nah, I don't want to do it. But he gave it to me. There's only three. All right. That's what I figured. Let's do it. But we will start with UFC. And we will start <laughs> right down the pipe. We're going We're going with all the 8-9 splits. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to be talking about a lot of this. Plus, of course, another round in Zhang Wei Li's dominant 50-43, 50-44, and 49-45 win over Amanda Lemos. I think there were some people who were a little piqued by the 49-45. I, well, we'll talk about it in a minute. But let's start with round one, which is not a question of who won, but how much. Yeah. What happened? Oh, well, Jean beat the crap out of her. The end! Uh, I mean, yeah, Lemos has that ninja toke or no-arm darse from the bottom, but she's got no lower body involved. She's never finishing here. And Zhang never panicked, never sold out to escape. She's actually improving her position. Uh, and then she gets the back and just starts dropping bombs. I was like, oh, this fight's over. Uh, credit to Lamo. She survived. I think we have total dominance, total damage here. I think it's an eight. For a good duration, too. Yeah, yeah I think it's an eight. That choke wasn't going to finish, and that's all Lamo had that round. You know, I only scored it a nine live, so I'm I'm just going to – I'll stick with what I scored live. I'm going to stand by it in that sense. But I will also say that having watched it over again today, I, I, I'm – kind of i have buyer's remorse for sure mm. i think i think it's very easy to go for the eight i what i think i did was i probably overrated the attack there and said okay you know there there was not just like she did something but it looked like a little more threatening than it really was mm-hmm. you know and yeah. it also in my head it probably lasted longer than it did because i watched it again i'm like wow she really got clear very quickly anyway of whatever that was yeah it's just it just it, it was really just a moment in time that kind of went away so i mary yeah, like I said, I think she fought right in terms yeah. of like, man, just, just, <laughs> I've got a chance here. Let's try it. That's if you're not, if you, if you look at this fight, and you say, I don't see a lot of ways for me to win. You just got to take them wherever you can. You can't sit there and hesitate, right? You got to take it. So I'll credit Lamo again, mm-hmm. but yeah, not enough to, in hindsight, say that she should get the nine here. I don't think she earned the nine. I think Zhang Wei Li earned the eight. So mm-hmm. my initial score is not one I necessarily want to say is the best score but i do think it's watching it live maybe judge uh, nick mahmoud who saw it the same way i did live maybe he had the same thoughts maybe he saw something different from his angle mm. you never know i don't think it's crazy to go nine here especially in watching it live but i think in hindsight eight is the better score so i definitely agree more today with judges Saldamato and chris lee i think i think they got it right and i think you did too thank you yeah credit where it's still <laughs> Round four, we're going to fast forward here. And again, this one actually is where we're talking about the winner here. And I think that surprised a lot of people just because it didn't look like we were heading that way. Yeah, I I think, well, round four, I was just getting to it. Yeah. Wiley just slowed down. Like, seemed like she's like, you know what? I'm just going to chill this round, kind of. She probably knew she had a Um, giant lead, could afford it. She still landed good, good shots. Lamos just happened to, you know, kind of be neck and neck with her a little bit there she landed some heavy punches and elbows here and there she had another decent sub attack from the bottom uh i just think wiley kind of like i said took the round off but did enough to win the round very very close no issue going either way here 
I think it's an accurate way to describe that. I think she did take the round off, but yes, probably did do enough to absolutely squeak it by for me. But man, I was really close to going Lamos here. I don't know how she, close you were, but I really did almost pull the trigger. There. She she so, landed good shots. It's like she really did, and and honestly, I don't know that Zhang necessarily landed many bigger shots than Lamos actually did in this round. But I do think she landed pr- pretty well and landed more often mm-hmm. and was able to just squeak it out. I yeah. think if Lamos had done was been able to do just a little bit more, I think I think I go there. But oh, it yeah, just possibly. wasn't quite enough. Yeah. But her but her strikes were better. Yeah. They just weren't. There weren't more of them. There wasn't enough of them. I want a little bit more. You know, it's it, the the greater impact, of course, should beat out, you know, like 10 jabs or something like that. But it really wasn't that. It was, Woy Lee was still landing. She landed some stiff ones. So. So. so super close. Definitely no issue with Mahmoud giving it to Lamos here. But yeah, again, I live and today see it like you did the same way as Judges Sal, uh, the model and Chris Lee did. So. Mm-hmm. So anybody who looks at that, yes, the numbers, if you look at the greater numbers of the fight and it's like, well, yeah, she outlanded 228 to to four or whatever the hell it was. Right. But I think that's just not telling of like there was that moment in time where for five minutes it was actually kind of competitive. Yeah. Round five. Not so much. No. I I mean, this I thought we were maybe looking at a 10-7 at one point here. (laughs) I didn't have that thought. Uh, She comes out, drops her and has her in the crucifix and just landing bombs for a really long time. Uh. But Lemos being so tough just hangs in and eventually kind of stifles the offense from Wiley. Doesn't have any offense of her own, just kind of shuts down Wiley a little bit from uh, punching her in the face uh, nonstop. Mm-hmm. I think that can be tiring. I think it's an easy eight. I, I think it's a very easy eight. I, I, I don't. I don't see why why this would only be a nine. Definitely doesn't get to a seven, but it should be an eight. What surprises me here is that because I don't know how you felt. I, I live and. On rewatch, I still feel like round five is the more dominant round between that and round one. I think this was the actual most dominant round because there was nothing. Lamos didn't do a thing. Actually, she took a beating. She took a real good beating and did absolutely nothing. Like, just jack. You can't give her anything. I feel like this is this is absolutely supposed to be an eight. It doesn't matter. It just, it totally doesn't. So, like, for me to jump down Chris Lee's throat or something like that would just be silly because... <laughs> I mean, we're we're really just talking about, hey, how much does she beat her? That's all. But right, but if one if if round one's an eight, how is round five not? That's eight? what I don't get. Yeah, so, that's that's what I really don't get. I mean, is it is it something about Chris Lee's angle here? I'm, I'm you know I'll put myself in his maybe. shoes and put himself in his chair, right? Maybe it's the angle. Maybe he's just missing out on stuff. Maybe he doesn't see it as well. Maybe he's far away. From, I didn't actually take note of his position at this time, so maybe things just feel different in there for one reason or another but but for god's sake lamos did nothing she just did nothing you can't fat you can't make a thing that she did because she didn't do it her last gasp was in round four where she looked like i said very competitive she didn't do a thing here and she just got her butt beat yeah a nine was not earned no not at all this is an eight this is this is 3d's hardcore yeah, I don't. I don't have the set. Like, I never had that thought of the seven. I get what you're saying. You're not mm-hmm. saying it was a seven, but you, yeah, I, you were you were wondering if it would get to that point, right? Well, yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, was this gonna finish soon? Sure, and, we, and of course it didn't. Seven, it didn't get. I don't think it got uncomfortable. You it know didn't. what I mean? No. And I think you almost need. It, they're they're never gonna figure out a way to put the wording in to an actual official document that says if it gets uncomfortable, go seven. <laughs> but that's kind of what it is. Yeah. It's really you kind of need that damage to be at le- the level where you're like this guy could be okay. This woman. She, will she be right after this? You know, <laughs> that's that's almost like seven. You know, but mm-hmm. but they'll never 
<laughs> you can't officialize that language or even find a way to get it like adjacent to it. You can't you can't just substitute impact for damage and boom, mm. you got it. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But but yeah. So I I think I think Sal D'Amato and and Nick Mahmood really nailed it here with the eight. I, again, it doesn't matter that Chris Lee didn't give mm-hmm. the eight, but. Give the eight. Give the eight. Go to the eight. You gotta go to the eight. Uh, but that's it for that fight. Let's move on to another dominant beatdown that we had right before it. Uh, Eden Bichardo Gary, like I said, got the win over Neil Magny. Two 30-26s. I don't think that's a, a monster surprise. The 30-24, I think, drew, threw people off because they were like, whoa, whoa, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> but let's examine that because first off, you and I had the quick debate before we got the scores like, what is it? Is, did someone go with seven? <laughs> Are they all eights? What happened? So you and I are having our nerdy judging conversation for, for like two minutes before we got our answer. Um, and we did find, yes, all three rounds on the scorecard of David Ginsburg, local judge, had given uh, ten eights to Ian Gary. Let's talk about round one and two first, and then we'll go into round three, which is the unanimous one. Yeah, Gary drops Magny three times with kicks to the leg. First, <laughs> the first two strikes, first two, Yeah, the first yeah. two he lands, he goes down. thing is, he's not really following up. Uh, Magny isn't really showing any diminishing damage or effect just yet. Yet, yeah. <laughs> uh, clearly, he will. Um, I think Gary needs to press a little more for an eight here. I mean, this isn't the same as getting dropped three with you know three times with strikes to the head. This is kind of getting your leg kicked out and you fall to the ground. Pop back up. Let's go. The weird thing about it is, like, the the criteria will say, like, you know, scoring knockdowns and that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, he got knocked down by the kick. But but at that point, how much are we reading that as permanent damage? You know, like, like not permanent damage, but damage that's going to continue to hamper him throughout this fight. I don't know that we saw it that way yet or saw evidence of it mm-hmm. yet. I think it would take... um. Uh, uh, let's say a much higher degree of expertise than I've observed from peers in the sport and around the sport. And, and that especially includes myself. Uh, maybe David Ginsburg has that expertise. I, I don't know, but I, I feel like it's too hard to read what happened in round one and say, that should be an eight. Mm-hmm. I, and I think it's, I think there's some competitiveness here. So I don't know that we have more than damage. I think damage is probably even close to there. I don't even know that we get it, but it's, mm-hmm. I think it's close. But dominance and duration, where is it? I don't see it. Yeah, no. So I'm I'm definitely on the nine here. I think that's kind of the only score you really should give. Yeah, nine. Yeah, I'm on a nine here. Yeah. So nine it is from uh, judges Ben Cartledge and Marcel Varela. But uh, like I said, David Ginsburg is David Ginsburg is the only one who's out on this fight. Um, but again, they were <laughs> no one's wondering who won. The no, no one's. Gonna that's win. that's not an issue. I, is it is it crazy to go? Yeah, I, I don't love that it was an eight, especially because it's round one. Um, which historically you just don't see a lot of judges go eight in round one. More, they're more likely to go round two. I feel like I wonder if there's like a a, a general trepidation in the judging community to go eight in round one, unless it's like obvious. I don't know that. But it's the numbers that I've, uh, let, let's say, anecdotally looked at. I haven't studied it in, in uh, as details I would like. But anecdotally, it seems like you're more likely to find an eight in round two, three, four, or five percentage-wise than you are in round one. Gotcha. I mean, that could also be because the fighter is. I think there's a lot of reasons less for it. Because it's never really come across my mind where like oh i don't want to give this guy an eight because i don't want to be out of the fight no I right don't, away i don't know but but and then because i'm like and, and could just, judges think that i don't know right that's what i'm saying they may but yeah. i'm just saying I, I, that's never crossed my mind if, if you get an eight you get eight that's on you 
I feel like a confident judge doesn't doesn't think like that. They they yeah. give the five minutes it is, but but not every judge is as confident. You know, we have we have a mix in in Massachusetts here of let's say traveling judges, experienced judges, and then more local judges who may not have the same level of experience. However, we're talking about David Ginsburg, who is, uh, um, my understanding, is a local judge had the boldness to go the eight. Credit for that, but I just don't think it was the right time here. I don't think this was an eight. Yeah, let's move on to round two. Yeah, round two, I started this. I said, oh, well, we might be discussing an eight here, so uh, I probably should take some notes. <laughs> um, I didn't go the eight. I only went nine. Uh, I do think the eight is perfectly fine there. There's solid damage. Neil's clearly diminished because of these leg kicks. I just I just feel Gary let him off the hook. Like, he's just not, not punishing him enough, uh, and he could have got it out of there. I just don't. I mean, I, I guess we're almost at full-blown dominance, I guess. Almost. So I probably should go eight. I think he's just letting him hang around and then prefer from the push for it. So you're on the nine. I'm on the nine. No, I'm on the eight, man. All right. And I'm and I'll, I'll be honest. I kind of surprised myself. I, I I almost didn't feel confident enough to say it. And obviously my score doesn't matter. So it's like, why should I care? But then mm-hmm. sometimes you get thrown on the broadcast and mm-hmm. you know you still have to deal with stuff. Now, funny, funny by the way. Funny aside. Um, back to the O'Malley fight. I don't know if you noticed, but my tweet was on. Like literally a second, it, it like popped up a second before uh, Aljo's title reign basically like changed for the worse. No, <laughs> yeah, it pops up, and then like a second later, he gets countered and and dropped. Oh. So I received two responses from people who were mad at my tweet for popping up and blocking their view. <laughs> Of the oh well, that's your fault. <laughs> I know. That's your I'm, fault. I told them, I'm like, talk to UFC production team and kick rocks. I don't care. <laughs> just buzz off. I don't care. Like, it's not my fault. Uh, I just thought it was funny. Um, but yeah. back, but back to this this particular round. I I definitely surprised myself by going the eight here. And then when I heard thirty twenty six afterward, I was like, <gasps> I was like, hey, I got it. And then I found out I was still the minority. But but uh, I. Man, I feel good about my eight here. I really do. I've watched it twice now. I think we definitely have damage. Mm-hmm. You can very much observe the damage that has been done to the leg. It is, it's basically crippled mm-hmm. at this point. It's unusable. The damage is high. I feel great about that one. Number one. Number two, the dominance, the total outclassing of the round. There is no way that you looked at it and says, well, there's a, there's a reasonably competitive striking mm. exchange going on in here. It's just not. It is not that at all. Uh, so I felt very good about 2Ds here. You're talking about duration as your third one. And I think because he's not necessarily having those, you know, pressing like you were talking about, he's not pushing it. He's not taking major chances. I think he's I think he's being calculated. I think he's playing really smart, first off. I think he's fought super smart this whole fight, even in round three. He had a guy that had nothing left, and he didn't finish. I think he like, I think he knew he won and he said, Well, why would I risk this? I'm already looking amazing. <laughs> Neil Mackey wasn't knocking him out. I he look, don't disagree. He wasn't coming close to even hurting him. I don't disagree. He had and nothing left. He we'll get to round three. We'll talk about round three in a bit because I, I have some thoughts on that. But in this round, yeah, I, I think my two D's are I feel very strongly about my 2Ds here. I think this is something I can very much stand on and say this is a 10-8. Okay, yeah, I'm fine so, with it. Totally good with it. 10-8's fine. I know. I, I'm, so I'm, not, I'm not saying you're, you're against me, but I'm just saying this one, this is like, I, I'm really solid here. Um, but again, because it's only two, yes, there is definitely a way to go the other way. You went that way. 
uh, against me. So did uh, Cartilage and Varela, and that's perfectly fine. I'm on David Ginsburg. Not here. Valera, as the scorecards read. Oh, did it? Yeah. I didn't notice. Yeah. No, no, no. We 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 know Marcel Varela. Met him at uh at ABC. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. Good fella. Yep. Um, New Yorker, and uh, and actually we'll be talking about him for uh, for PFL too. Yeah, but uh, he pulled the double duty. So did so did uh, referee Brian Miner and Mark Goddard and Mark Goddard. Oh my goodness, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but yeah. So to this point, I think we wrap this round up and say, yeah, we're split here. You see it my way. You could see it my way. You're saying mm-hmm. I'm saying, and, and and my way is correct. So mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Hey, no, I, I, I get, I get it. I, I totally see why it's not a, a slam dunk as a, as an as an eight. So the slam dunk eight is round three, I think, because and it is on the cards. Everybody had the eight here. And the difference here is that we we not only have the the beaten to heck leg, which he's not just resting his laurels on. He's still beating the crap out of leg whenever he can, but he's also trying to push for that finish with his hands. I I, I think he really is, man. I I don't think you're giving the credit where it's due. But when it was too late, he was pushing. Sure. And now it's like, oh, okay, I played with my food long enough. Let me let me try to get him out of there. Maybe that's Maybe. a strategy by his coaches. Maybe they said, okay, this is this is good. Now now we want him to, in round three. We want you to push. I mean, he could have just spammed leg kicks and it'd been over. Just I spam him. Just just keep letting him. I don't rip. know. I mean, he kind of just let, let him them, rip. He kind of let them rip all fight, and Neil Magny just wouldn't go away. Sometimes a guy is just too tough. There'd, there'd be a lot. There'd be a lot of times between kicks it's not like he's thrown you know five a minute i get it but there was there were enough swarms here that i think we're, we're starting to get to the point where there there are actual like there's duration to his attacks in a way that we hadn't seen in the first two rounds well yeah round three round three's an eight yeah 100%. yeah that's that's what i'm talking about yeah but it's not a seven no it's not a seven. Oh, oh yeah by the way this is the 10 7 watch we didn't actually mention that because it is all eights as we do on this show but yeah absolutely not a seven we are not remotely close to that because we do not have overwhelming damage. We do not have overwhelming duration. I think we have overwhelming dominance. I actually kind of do. Yeah, he, he dominates. I actually feel like that's there, and I, I you can almost make the case in round two. Magni had nothing, but I, in but round I, three at all. but obviously that is not. That's just one component of it. A very very strong round. This is a great eight. How about the butt scoots towards your opponent? <laughs> you have a guy so hurt. <gasps> That he can't walk, he'd rather butt scoot towards you. Yeah, well, if he could kick him in the face, he probably would have. You should have. He can't. That's illegal. That's how you lose. Should be legal, though. Yeah, but then you get Diego Sanchez on your hands who gets the win. (laughs) Should be legal. (laughs) What are we we doing here? Uh, And I had this thought the other day. We're talking about legality of certain strikes in MMA versus not, right? How is 12 to 6 elbow still not even a thing? If you're going to have power slap, the stupidest sport, that's hit America, so which dumb. I love this country, but we're a stupid country, man. So to have this stupid sport in our stupid country. Stop calling it a sport. It's so there's, stupid. There's no training in, involved for that. There's nothing needed. It, it, it's the worst thing. And if an athletic commission is going to sit there and say, yes, we can sanction this. You can sanction 12 to 6 elbows. You can sanction soccer kicks. You can sanction knees on the ground, kicks on the ground. I don't care. Put that in there. There is at least some defense that the fighter is allowed to do for those strikes. You cannot defend yourself in power slap, and that's bullcrap. Put those strikes in or get rid of power slap. Or how about both? Get rid of power slap and give me those strikes. Let's trade. Yeah, power slap. I think everybody would give that up, except for Dana White. <laughs> Apparently, it makes a ton of money. Well, yeah. Apparently. You, you know, it's it, my understanding is it's the most watched uh, sport 
in uh, the universe. Might on Rumble. Be. Might be. On Rumble. What is Rumble? I don't know. Some sort of app. Oh. <laughs> They're always talking about Rumble. It's like, I don't care about Rumble. Anyway, that, that is it for that fight. We obviously covered that it was not a seven. Um, We do have four more rounds from UFC. They're, these ones we're actually going to be talking about who won. Imagine that. Um, yeah, boring. <laughs> no, that's not true. I think there's some interest here. Let's start with the split decision. The, the one split decision we had of the night. Andre Petrosky getting the win over Gerald Mearshart on the early prelims. 29-28's all around. We're talking about round one as our deciding round here. Um, yeah, this super happened? exciting round. <laughs> Two grapplers. You wanted to see this fight. I did, because I thought they would grapple. There's no reason <laughs> two grapplers with subpar striking just, you know, we're just going to, you know what? Let's slug it out. They grappled Let's... for like 12 seconds, dude. Stop it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, neither guy really landed much, but I, I do yeah, think. Like, what's happened in this round? I yeah. think Petrosky did have some good bursts of offense that, that had Mearshart defensive. Uh, I think that was probably the best of the round for either guy. Not crazy to go Mearshart. I, I don't want to call it a low output round because they both attempted a bunch of strikes. It's not a low They just run. didn't land many of them. <laughs> yeah. They threw them. They just didn't land. Um, so I had it for Petrovsky 10-9. I mean, it's not crazy to go the other way. No, certainly not. I actually went the other way. I, I did see it uh, in the minority here because Mershart, if I got the loss, mm-hmm. I saw it from Mershart. But yeah, it's pretty close. I thought that a lot of the strikes that Petrovsky threw that like looked like they were cool didn't land very well. And I thought mm-hmm. that at least... Mershart was actually just a little bit more successful in landing his strikes and probably landed with a little bit more uh, effect when he did. And they're not like major reactions necessarily from Petrovsky, but they did look effective to me. But like, I mean, we're, we're talking about a situation where I definitely don't have, I'm not married to this, this uh, score in any meaningful way. Yeah. Put that phone away. It's all vibrating over here. Anyway. Um, yeah. I, I saw it like Sal D'Amato did. Okay. You saw it uh, with uh, Judge Marcel Varela and Steve Rita. Mm-hmm. Steve, was Steve Rita at ABC when we were there? I could swear he was. It's possible. I could swear he was. I, I want to say I even met him, and I feel terrible that I'm sitting here saying this on the show. Like, did I meet you? I'm so sorry. But anyway, I met a lot of people that weekend. They were all very nice. Mm. Great. Great time. Hope everybody goes to ABC. And I'm so disappointed. <laughs> we didn't point this out, I don't think. Did we point this out? That we heard that basically nobody went to ABC in Las Vegas from media side, except for our guy, Dan Tom. Except Dan Tom. Dan Tom took the time to go and learn. Good no for- one and no one else from media did. So I love you guys. I love my media peers, but y'all suck if you live in Vegas and didn't go. That is, yeah, that that's kind of weak. If you live in Vegas and weren't didn't attend, it was on a Monday, and then have the gall to call robbery. Oh yeah, that's crap. I'll do that. That would be that would be absurd. If you didn't live in Vegas, hey, I get it. I get it. It was a Monday. It's tough, and there's fights every week. But man, come on, Vegas people, get there. Anyway, that, that was yeah, my gamblers side. in Vegas that claim robbery every week. Yeah, but they would rather claim that, robbery every week. That could have went and confronted, not confront, maybe, well, maybe, yeah, confronted the actual judges. So you're, you're advocating talk. that they go and fight the judges? I'm, ad- I'm advocating that, you know, they don't hide behind a keyboard. Go talk to them face to face. Fair enough. Get their perspective. I mean, shoot, if, I'm, if I was just a straight up gambler, like not even like someone who's on Twitter. But, like, if I'm just someone that says, I kind of want to know how to win, I would go and learn what the judges are looking at and just say, huh, this is going to help me not only with live betting, which it really would. That's number one. And number two, this would help me in looking at, okay, these fighters tend to be, you know, a little more active when they go on the ground. They're not just, like, sitting in guard and not 
accruing points and scoring really well with with the, not that there's real points, but you know they're not landing big strikes down there. You want to land those nice strikes on the ground to really pile it up. Zhang Wei Li's ground and pound is going to get you the round. You know whose ground and pound is not going to get you round three. Jan Blahovic. <laughs> it didn't work against Poetan. I it just it just didn't. You want to be active. You want to go for these strikes. But I feel like if you just go to the ABC, you go to the training, you, lo- you watch, you listen, you ask questions, you're going to learn, and you're going to be a better media member. You're going to be a, a more informed fight watcher. You're probably going to become a better wagerer. Better, because I didn't want to say better twice. Um, <laughs> it's not right anyway. But, yeah, I'm, I'm very disappointed in, in, the, in the turnout. I really am. Sean Madden, I should point out, is a, is a coach, striking coach. He did go. Okay. Credit to him. All right. Those are the only two people outside of like officials that I know win. If you went and I and I said you didn't go and you were not an official, your media fighter, coach, or whatever, tell me I'm wrong and I will apologize to you personally <laughs> on air. I will do that. Anyway, we got three we got three more rounds to get through. Let's let's go over another one in the main card here. We're going back to the main card. Mario Bautista got the win over Demond Blackshear, ruined his chance to get two wins in a week. 30-27 twice in a 29-28. It, it was a I felt like it was a closer fight than the scores said. Yeah. But it's you know, this, sometimes that's just the way that shakes out, you know. I mean I had Blackshear winning. Yeah, I, so. I think I think that's viable. I think it's totally viable to understand it didn't go that way. Mm. Um but round one, we're only talking about this one because well, obviously it was split, but the fact that it didn't really affect the the result of the fight. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about this. I think there's some interest here. Round one. Round well, there's two there's two rounds in this one. No, no, round one's the only one. Round was the only one. There was two rounds. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Nah. Uh, good round of grappling. He kind of really bullied Bautista a bit against the cage. Landed some good leg kicks, some good head shots upstairs, uh, a couple elbows. Uh, Bautista also landed some elbows in the clinch. Had a decent guillotine attack, but it, it's Blackshear for me. I had Blackshear too. I don't think it's crazy to go Bautista, but I do feel good about my Blackshear score. Mm-hmm. That's. That's really all I want to say. So, you know, we were on the same page as uh, Judges Saldamato and Chris Lee. Steve Rita had it for Bautista. I feel like a lot of people watch this and are like, there's no way you can give this one to, to Black sh- or uh, Bautista. But I mean, there's a way. I just think I think there's a way. It's not the best of scores, it's... probably. But hey, you know what it is? It's one of those rounds where, like, if I'm trying to put myself in Rita's chair, mm. I feel like I can understand why things can get there. Like, you, you, you see something from a different angle than we do. Either because you see it better or you or you see it worse, I could see how you'd kind of like one or two things can turn it. Mm. One or two things can often often turn around depending on the view. Sure, you know it's when you have a lot of them where you're like, or like um, a, a very obvious one too can be can like, come on guys, how do we get there? Um, but I, I think it's fine. Moving on to the other main card fight we're going to be talking about here, the final one we're going to be talking about, Marlon Chito Vera referenced him earlier. Got the win over Pedro Munoz, 30-27 twice, and 29-28. Another one of those fights that, like, the scores definitely don't reflect, the, I think, the competitiveness of the fight. Competitive fight. It was, oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Round two, though, is, is the only one we're split on, so let's talk about it. Uh, very close. Uh, I think Cheeto's landing good all around. He was light kicks and a jab for sure. Munoz landed a lot as well. Good light kicks, also good to the head. Uh, I do think Munoz had a slight impact advantage in this round. Very, very close, but I go Munoz 10-9. You don't see that a lot. Like, like Munoz obviously hits hard, but usually when we're talking about Vera against somebody, there's someone who has the impact advantage, right? Mm-hmm. He's, it's usually he loses because of volume. They both have the volume here, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think Munoz does have the um, the impact, but it's slight. It's 
mm-hmm. it's not enough that I'm up in arms about in any meaningful way. But I also saw it for Munoz, just like you. And that was the, the minority score here, because judges Nick Mahmood and Marcel Varela did see it for Vera. Totally fine. Not a problem. But what does that mean for Judge Ben Cartledge? Couch that over. It's in the mail. It, it is. But again, it's gonna. It's probably sinking in the Atlantic. It always does. Um, it's just not going to happen. I should point out, sir, and I and I, you know this because I texted you this. Your uh, yeah, yeah yeah your attempt yeah, at yeah. the at the siren at the horn. The first one was weak. The first one was very weak. Mm. The second one solid. Okay. I I think it was solid. I I, I said that to you. I thought it was All fine. Right. But it was that first one. We probably needed to warm up. Warm it up. Yeah, it's it's you're like Murchard. You had you had a slow first round and then you warm up. <laughs> Go have your first round in the back. Yeah, well, that's what he did. That's what they they spent like a like forty five minutes of the broadcast talking about that. We'll have two. When I say forty five. I mean like fight two. two rounds in the back. Like have an actual <laughs> full blown fight in the back. I don't know. This, this it's the out. same. Forrest Griffin did the same thing, man. I know. Yeah, Forrest had a and it worked for him. Fight. He became a champion. Yeah. Anyway, we talked about this earlier today too. We did. We did. Uh, one more round here, and this was from the prelims. This was this is the Ultimate Fighter. What no, what number season was this? Ninety four. Thirty. Thirty or something maybe. Thirty. Thirty something. One. It doesn't matter. The show shouldn't be on anymore. I don't care about it. But I will say, if they get more, they should get more drama. In if it. they did, actually, if and they the did house stuff, I don't care about the training and the fighting. Give me more drama. No, no, no. I'm the opposite. I want to cut all of that off. I literally only want to watch a fight. I honestly don't even care if they have a fight at the end. No, no. just have the drama of the house of training and living together. You and I are at opposite ends of that spectrum, my friend. Like, just um, give me a, a sum a summary of how the fight went. What, Show me if it was good. What I like is that at least this fight we did it yielded two competitors that i think are legitimately like they both should just have been in the ufc to begin with like it's kind of silly that they weren't i think brad katana who got the win over cody uh gibson unanimous nod 29 28 twice and 30 27 i think katana and gibson are totally where they're supposed to be and it they did dana did say afterward that not only did they get fight of the night for this really great fight both of them are getting contracts so they're gonna they're both going to stick around which is terrific Mm. They're great additions to the 135-pound division. They should have been here to begin with. I'm glad they're here. And having said that, let's talk about round one. <laughs> yeah, really fun round. I thought both guys landed hard. Uh, Katona with the left, Gibson with the right. I think Gibson got slightly better reactions. Uh, I think it's his. Very close, very competitive, but Gibson 10-9. I had Gibson too. And this, as, as you complained about, this was uh, red corner this wearing is the... blue trunks, blue corner wearing red trunks. Oh my god, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with the commissions that they can't put the guy that's wearing blue trunks in the blue corner and the red trunks in the red corner? This is throughout the sport, so there has to be a rhyme or a reason behind it. You do all these other inspections, but you can't do this one. Hey, what color shorts you wearing? Oh, those are blue? Okay, we're going to put you in the blue corner. Oh, you're wearing red? You'll be in the red corner. What is going on? Like... When you start talking about main events and A-sides and B-sides, different story. This could have been fixed. It happened at PFL, too, didn't it? Yeah, just, yeah, twice. That's, two that's, different fights. That's, that's I, it's throughout the entire sport. <laughs> There's Every single commission does it. Almost every week we see something uh, close to it. It, it's, it's, it might be just an inside joke at this point. And what, But what's crazy about it, though, is, like I said, we went to ABC last year. You left before the conference. I stayed for that conference. And at the conference, they spent an absurd amount of time talking about 
changing of the uh what was it the 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 knee the knee color the knee sleeves the knee sleeves thank you the knee sleeves they were complaining about how the knee sleeves can't just be all these multicolors and these kind of things that they have to be uniform to the glove color and that kind of thing so clearly this is something that they think very deeply about and i think care deeply about and yet this happened in two states in two nights on prominent shows so how much do they what what is what is going on? That's just it's just goofy. I know and we're obviously sitting here and whining about nerdy stuff, but you know it's, that's a nerdy it can show. Be confusing. This is a nerdy show. If you haven't noticed, in one of the rounds, I had a real. I didn't know who was because I never seen these fighters before. I was like, who's who? Who's I don't know who's who because the colors got me confused. You've seen them before. They had fights in the UFC, but I understand the, what you're saying. Neil had a fight in the UFC. Oh oh oh, sorry. The, the woman's the woman's fight in. I PFL thought I thought you meant this fight. About. Sorry. Like, I, I, it took me a minute to realize who was who. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, to the point, we both had Gibson. Uh, that was the majority score. Nick Mahmoud had it that way. David Ginsburg had it that way. Chris Lee saw it for Katona. Chris Lee was out of his mind for this one. No, he's fine. Totally fine score. Totally fine to give it to Katona. Wild, wild fight. Fun fight. Glad we got it. Um, and that's, that's the extent that I want to watch the Ultimate Fighter. The finale when there's UFC caliber opponent. That's it. This yeah. one fight. Well, we we went over this already. I don't. I don't. I, I don't even care about the fights. Yeah. You're crazy. Uh, I just and want that, the drama. That is it, though, for UFC. We do have three rounds to talk about from PFL. Let's get to it. Let's dive right in. My, Myra uh, Mazar got the win over Caitlin Neal, like you mentioned. Split decision, 29-28s all around. But we're talking about an alternative decision, guys. We have rounds one and three. Of Neil winning on two of three cards, yet she loses the decision. Yeah. These things happen in MMA. It's just a quirk. We know that. But uh, yeah, we got we got we got to talk about this. This is, this is whenever that happens, I'm always peaked. I'm always like, I want to know why. What mm. happened here? How did we get here? So let's talk about round one. Well, round one is probably happened. Uh, <laughs> this is not a close round. It's not that close anyway. Mm. Um, they exchanged some knees against the fence. This is the portion where I'm trying to figure out who's who. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> You got did, a fighter in all Did you blue. figure it out in a way that you could keep track? All blue. Well, yeah, because the, finally the the graphic has the colors of the corner. Sure. Of their name. And so, like, so before oh. that, you're like taller woman, shorter woman. So I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, okay, this Blue Trunks is, is Mazar. That's what I'm thinking. But to no, be fair, it has their names on the back. Blue Trunks was Neil, yes. who was in the red corner. Yeah. Garbage. <laughs> um. Anyway. They exchanged knees against the fence. Uh, Mazar did a lot of pressuring this round, but she just couldn't find a home for many of her strikes. Neil countered really well. Uh, solid strikes throughout the round. I thought this been, should have been pretty easy. I, I really don't think it's that close. 10-9 uh, Neil here. So is it is it clear or close but clear? I think it's pretty clear. I think I leaned a little more to close but clear because I think I think for a little while it's competitive, and then I do think near the end we have Neil starting to pull away where it's like, okay, I think so. But... Yeah, I, I do feel like there is a right answer here, at, at nonetheless, and I think that probably should be Neil. I think it's it's in that that category where you're saying, "Oh, where where are they seated? Yeah, what what could they be missing?" But then it's like you you might be missing a lot, like here. Yeah. There's a lot that Neil is landing, especially near the end. So I, again, I, I I think you would have to have missed like whole exchanges. Like, well, how do you mm -hmm. miss that? That's that's a really hard thing to do. A whole exchange, a strike or two, sure. Referee moves in your way. Maybe you get a post, whatever. I, you can understand it, but yeah, I think I think there were enough exchanges that just, that went in full for Mazar that, that or not, for Neil, excuse me. So yeah, I I think that's why I leave him a little more close but clear. But I I'm still there. Mm -hmm. I, I think the right answer is Neil. Which judges Robert uh, Asisa, I'm going to Axisa had it 
the same as Daryl Porter, the majority score for Neil. It was Chris Belinsky who had this one. We're in New York, by the way. This is New York City. It was happening in at the the theater at Madison Square Garden. Um, I don't know where all these judges come from. Chris Belinsky's name was familiar. So was Daryl Porter's. I'm not familiar with Exisa, but um, presumably very local judges here. I don't. It's not the greatest score from Belinsky. Mm. It's not for for score for Mazer. It's not the greatest score. It's really not. Um, and if he does go that way, it does swing the fight to Neil. She wins, and I don't think anybody's talking about this. Round three is a little more close, I think, right? Yeah, this was a good close round. Both both landed throughout. Uh, really close. No one's really standing out. I think that's why it's close. No one's really putting a stamp on the round. I think slight edge to Mazar early. Or actually, for mostly. Probably for, a good, for a good little while, uh, I'm with you. But yeah. then Neil lands two knees in like the final 35 seconds and has a good f- solid flurry of punches against the cage, and that's really where it sways for me in Neil's favor. I think so too, but it but this is this is actually around where I, I really am okay with it going the other way. Well, you can it's see not you like can the see the one. case. You hundred percent. You can make the case. Hundred percent. So. Not a problem. Um. So yeah, we it was it was Exisa who actually had this one from Mazar and uh, Bolinsky and Porter saw it the same way we did. Ten nine for Neil. But by virtue of the fact that Mazar won round two, and I don't think anyone was disagreeing with round two in this case. If you're talking about a round three that can go to her. You can see two rounds from Mazar. This is not robbery because my definition of robbery is you cannot find a majority of rounds for the the fighter who won. That's what it is. It doesn't matter what the actual calculus of how these rounds got scored by the particular judge happened. If you could sit there and say, yeah, two ju- two rounds out of three, I get it. It doesn't matter which rounds. If you saw it, not a robbery. This is the way to get there. Yeah, two and three. But as it stands, the way they did score it, if it's scored, what do you want? Correct? Is that the right word? Better? More preferably? It's, whatever. It's, if it's scored in the way that we think it kind of ought to have been, I guess, then Neil is your winner. No, good thing it wasn't for a million dollars. No, it was not. This actually had no no impact on things, which was great. All all of the, uh, the, the heaviest divisions in the PFL stable said, let's get it done before we get to the judges. Mm. So that was good. I was happy about that. <laughs> Always happy about that. Especially, oh my God, Larissa Pacheco again against Olena Kolesnik. She gets better each time she fights her. Every every time she fights her, she <laughs> shaves two minutes off of her finish time. So now that she finished in, I th- what was it, 13 seconds officially? Yeah. Now that she finished in 13 seconds, what's going to happen when they meet the fourth time in the PFL, probably in the regular season next year, um, if they bring Kolesnik back, which, God, they, they can't. They just can't. And I know I don't, I don't have any beef with Olena Kolesnik, but she missed weight and she's lost three times to the same woman. I don't think they can bring her back. But if they do, she will bow out two minutes before the fight. She, okay. will, be, she will be a crumpled mess while Larissa Pacheco is about to walk out. That's <laughs> that's that's the pace we're at here. Um. Anyway, neither here nor there. We got one more round and then we're done with the contested rounds here. Big, big one. A lot of a lot of them for this one. Though. I, I missed it last week. I wanted to fit in as much as mm-hmm. I could. Uh, Nathan Kelly, again, in another non-tournament bout. Got the win over Damian Nelson. Unanimous nod, 30-27 twice, and a 29-28. Round two is our split here. What happened? Yeah, both guys landed plenty of leg kicks and good leg kicks early throughout most of the round. I think the difference here is... That was a lot of Nelson's offense like the whole round. The the strikes to the head and the difference here is Kelly. Uh, He comes on later in the round and he wins it. Like he, He had leg kicks and head strikes. Yeah, Nelson and, really only had leg kicks, and for the and most that's part. not that's not necessarily to say that he can't just win the round with with the legs. He right. could if they were better. I just don't think they necessarily were. Yeah. 
So night, it, it, it's a little surprising we're talking about this round too. It's it's I think actually more so than than the round one of the previous fight. This one seemed a little more solid to me, like clear, not in a dominant way, but like clear. The winner of this round yeah. should have been Nathan Kelly, and it was from judges Marcel Varela again pulling double duty, and uh, and Daryl Porter. There was only four judges who worked uh, this event. Yeah. Not 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 that they had a whole lot to do after. After a certain time of the night. But uh, yeah, Chris Bolinski, again, is the out judge here in a round that we disagree with. And, and not that we need to pick on Chris Bolinski here, but I think I think there were two rounds that were turned in. Not great. Not great. We'll be back in uh, in New York again for PFL on Wednesday. And I'm going. I believe you're going now, too. I'll be there. So found a cheap ticket. Hopefully Chris Bolinski isn't there and like is going to attack me. I, hope I am on the opposite side of where I, believe I don't think he will. The commentators are. Is that right? Because I that, <laughs> this is this is what I'm most concerned about is paying for a ticket, seeing Larissa Pacheco and um, Kayla Harrison in a ground exchange, and the guy who's calling the fight, cage side, who doesn't need to stand up, stands up, and now I can't see any of the action because maybe he's there's blocking. a medical reason he stands. Is it a medical reason? I don't know. Maybe it is. Is is there? Because he sits a lot too. I don't know. Just sit sit when there's no action and stand. No, no, I'm sorry stand when you know between fights and then sit during the fight it, it's 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 absurd I I, I I i can't justify buying a ticket if the guy who doesn't need to stand stands in my way if there's an obstructed view like, that doesn't need to be obstructed exactly yeah. okay. or just pfl put them on a different portion uh, a panel that doesn't affect any of the people that bought your tickets yeah no i hey but, i get it i mean realistically they probably should put them on the other side especially because it, when you're at the madison theater at madison square garden you're only in, you know, like a, a semicircle, right? Mm-hmm. On the other side, where there's no fans, in theory, you could place them somewhere over there so that they're in no way blocking the view. And and for all I know, they did. I I wasn't there on Friday. Wasn't able to go. Got back from vacation. Oh, I'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out when we go. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like that's the smarter way to do it. And, in, and we're talking about a smart cage. Ask the smart cage. Let the smart cage decide. It thinks on its own, I assume, because it's smart. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. But that is it. We're done with contested rounds. Whew. That was a big one. But fun. I had fun. I missed it. Yeah. I like it. Sure. It's, it's a cathartic part you of my week. There. Yeah. Um. Favorite finishes. We only had four finishes at UFC and four finishes at PFL. It just so happened we had a lot more fights at UFC, so we had a lot more rounds. Um. But the uh, UFC, two TKOs, two subs. Just like PFL, only two first-round finishes in the UFC. And like I said, the four final fights, the ones that counted the most, they were all first-round finishes in PFL. Out of those eight, what's your favorite? Well, it's got to be uh, Karini Silva. Okay. This was for a couple reasons. I mean, I'm not surprised. I kind of let that on the board for you. But Marina Moreau's, I mean, how it's got it's to be terrible to get stuck in a choke and tap one second. And then you hear the horn go. And you got to be like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? All I had to last was like one more second. She might be feeling that way. Who knows? I don't. I don't oh, know. What's going I would her head. feel that way. I was trying to watch her reaction so... in the moment, and she definitely seemed like like she was just trying to get her bearings back. I'd never so. forgive myself. Yeah, I said this is ridiculous. I hope she can, and I hope you would. I, I never would. Oh, okay. Well, that's like, unfortunate. This is a fight I threw away. Well, number one for getting stuck in a guillotine, and number two because I couldn't last one extra second. You know, I th- I think in fairness, Marina Moreau's nation is getting torn apart by Russia, so I can understand why she's got maybe other things to worry about than than not forgiving herself for that. But I see your point. It'd be tough. I said, I fighting is fighting, life is life. They're <laughs> completely 
compartment, compartment, whatever the word is. Compartmentalize. Yes. There you go. Look at you throwing out there words. You, you trying to teach me something? I couldn't say it. That's all right. I knew you were. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so I'm here. I can help with go. that kind of thing. All right. What's your favorite? My favorite was uh, Gregory Rodriguez going all RoboCop on Dennis Tululin. And by RoboCop, I mean elbows the crap out of him just a couple times, and then he was really out. Uh, 103 seconds. I want to talk about this. Let's talk about this. I, I had a feeling you would, so let's talk about it. This wasn't an elbow to the back of the head. No. This was off to the side. And not to mention, Tululin moves his head a little bit, too, mm-hmm. after the strike was thrown. DC is going off. I don't even know. This was this is not an illegal strike. You love DC. How dare you say anything? I do DC. love DC. Listen, DC typically can usually do no wrong. But he was wrong here. <laughs> he, was wrong. he was a little bit wrong here. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that narrative stuck. I think I think I think he was talking about it. I don't think that was something that yeah. necessarily people felt watching. Home. Look, it. You can see how the strike could look that way. I don't. I don't necessarily fault DC for like looking at it, especially live and saying, "Gee, I don't know." It's all the extra replays that he's sitting there seeing in. It. It's like I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see it. So, props to Brian Minor because he was in there after the first one. I was like, oh, that was bad. Yeah, no, he didn't let he that was, go. The yeah. referee in this case, because RoboCop would have killed him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Freeze, dirtbag. So. <laughs> Do you think he ever says that? You know, like, if I if I said if I went up and my name was RoboCop, every time I beat somebody or every time I was let's, let's put it this way, before I was about to fight them, I would say, freeze, dirtbag. <laughs> you should you totally should that'd be great yeah. uh that that's it we're, we're washing our hands of, of the last weekend we're looking ahead to the week to come and it's an unorthodox week in uh the mma world we do have two fights one of which again we mentioned pfl is a wednesday night my favorite night to have fights other than i guess saturday i kind of like friday better i'll be perfectly honest i actually like friday it's night a, fights better listen if, if if you like fights and you and you know middle of the week for you and you know your typical sports teams are you know in the basement with no promise you got fights midweek you don't have to watch the game yankees oh stop <laughs> knock it off <laughs> but yes uh, <laughs> sorry you got a Tuesday night contender series. You got Wednesday PFL, and then you got Saturday morning fights instead of Saturday morning cartoons. Yes, yeah, Saturday so, morning it's the UFC. It's eight in the morning main card. Five a.m. because it's in Singapore. Yeah, and, and look, I, I like it. I've actually it's been a while since we had one of these early ones. I'll it'll give me a reason to want to get my kids like not my kids. My kids are the ones who wake up early, but it'll give me a reason to get up. And be like, okay, yeah, let's get going in the day. Instead of me being like, please sleep longer. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's good. Uh, but yeah, so Wednesday, like we said, is is my favorite night for MMA. And the fact that I actually get to go to MMA on a Wednesday night is terrific. 9 p.m. Eastern time main card, mm-hmm. I should point out. So I will be there so- in, an, in a media capacity. You are buying a ticket, like we mentioned. Yeah, I was going to apply to be a media. <laughs> I didn't. Hey, you could have so tried. 9 p.m. start. What are we thinking? Get out of there too? Two AM? No, dude. It's it's gonna it's it's like five, four or five fights on the, the main card. It'll probably be done close yeah, to midnight. Like two AM. No, eleven o'clock. Eleven, eleven thirty. With that pacing? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. With that pacing? No, yeah, I take it back. I take everything. Yeah. Back. No, sorry. I'm gonna miss that last train. And actually this might end around the same it might actually segue really well into Singapore on Saturday morning. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna go a few days. Oh, I don't. I, I just don't get when a bell, when a PFL fight ends. Why there's ten minutes before the announcements made? Oh god! Everything they That's do like... is is just dragged the heck out. And and Aaron Bronstetter actually brought brought this up in some way that I, I maybe I took tangentially in, in a reply. But um, they they really need to 
do more with their airtime. I mean, there there are times, and no anyone who's watched PFL on TV knows this. There are times where the camera will just show the arena, like things in the arena, like 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 a like one of those like cameras that just shows the cage and nothing happening just a cage you can hear some music in the background maybe they're playing chuches la go ghost from uh, ghostface killer which is great um but that's it it's they're not doing anything why don't you put something on show an old fight show a prelim fight get someone else to talk about something well dalvin cook was on yes i know <laughs> yes i know um along with uh with uh fitz magic Ryan Fitzpatrick, fit, yeah, the, the... who is terrific if you play Immaculate Grid. Yeah, Fitz is a good name. He's a great one. Grid. He's he's good on so many of these. McCown's good, too. Um, Which is, by the way, my spinoff show is Immaculate Grid podcast. <laughs> I mean, we're not, I don't know, we're probably not, but I want to do it. <laughs> Fitz, Fitz described the fights as, uh, as something that would have helped the case with uh, John McCain trying to get it shut down years ago. Getting the sport shut down. I forget exactly where it starts with a B. Uh, I wish I knew. I Blood? I no, it's like, it's like not brutal, but like I can't think of the word. I'm, I wish I I I had the word. And I Human cockfighting starts with a B. Yeah, no, it's it's, oh. it's along those lines. All right, <laughs> brutality. Similar, but not that okay. one. It's more, Bludgeon. More uh, more negative tone to it. Bludgeon's pretty negative, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're neither here nor there. But the but the PFL that we're going to, I I think we actually lucked out, and this is the best of the three that we're going to be able to go to it's the lightweights and welterweights in particular the lightweights clay collard against shane burgos that's that's the fight and i feel like talking to shane recently i feel like he he especially regrets that he didn't just kind of fight like himself against olivia bomb marcier he didn't really turn it on until round three when you did start to see that old shane burgos you can that we know Mm -hmm. and recognize right it sounds like he's really hungry for this one because clay collard is kind of the same way they both kind of come to fight and they, they also, especially Kay Collar, we, we haven't really seen him not try to do that, even in situations where hey, maybe it costs him. I think we're in for a really great fight. This looks like it's the main event. I believe it's set up for. Well, it's a second chance for Shane for this tournament, right? It is. Well, so. yeah, I mean, he was basically out of it. And then uh, it, he actually was out of it. And mm-hmm. then, of course, they made the decision to pull Natan Schultz and, and House Manfio because their fight um wasn't exciting enough that they decided to put on on the on their own of their own volition pfl uh and it didn't live up to the standards that they set because they put two best friends one of whom is the godfather of the other's kid come on that's just a stupid it's stupid season matchup if you're gonna put it like it look they're gonna have to do that when they get to the playoffs i get it but like why are you making them do that you chose that. You opted in. Anyway, I think we talked about that at now we did. before. We talked, we talked about that. Olivier Albert Mercier is also here, of course. He is the top seed, I believe, and he's fo- no. Is he the top seed? He's one of the top he is, two. He is the Clay Collar's number one. Okay, okay, but then I mean, it doesn't really matter. They're yeah. here. Olivier Albert Mercier against Bruno Miranda. I, lightweights, you know, the lightweights always bang right. They're they're that's a good division. Sadabusi at welterweight, the defending champions, going against Carlos Leal, and then Magomed Magomed Karimov is going against uh, Solomon Renfro. You can't argue with two Magomeds in one name. That's that's a fighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also got Biagio Ali Walsh. Yes, Biagio Ali Walsh. I interviewed him too uh, recently. Nice kid. I mean, he's 24. He's not still a kid. Amateur. Still he's an still, amateur. He's still fighter, Ami. So. He says he says he's ready to go whenever his coaches say he's ready to go. Okay. That's, that's really well, up to him. Let's but. go, coaches. <laughs> I'm interested to see what he can do, and I'm sure he's itching to do it. Maybe this will be the last one, right? We'll right. see. We'll see. But it is, it's like I said, still it's in New York. I hope 
that we get a few more of the traveling judges than we did last week. Maybe it being Wednesday. Yeah, more than four? I feel like... <laughs> more than four? Well, we got no traveling judge. Technically, Marcel Varela Marcel, is a traveling judge. He's been he's up just, and down the East he, Coast? Or? Yes, yes, yes. Of course, he, he travels, but also he is a local judge because he is a city right. guy. Yeah. I feel look. I feel great if Marcel Varela is in the chair. I do. That's not. That's not an issue. I, I was saying, would feel a little more trepidation if I saw Chris Polinski's name again. But I'm saying more than four judges for the whole night. Yes. Get like six. Well, there's more fights on this card too. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. The, oh, who knows? I don't know. PFL doesn't prioritize it, so I don't think they go on. It's not that Bellator or PFL, or excuse me, Bellator or UFC request judges, but they will. They will say like, "Here's a list of judges that." we think could be interesting you can consider them mm. i don't know that pfl does that and i think that's a major problem mm. and i think it is one day going to lead to a situation where someone not just is left out on uh, out on the uh out in the cold for the playoffs but like is literally like cost a million dollars mm. i'm worried for the day that we get a diego sanchez versus Ross Pearson in a final <laughs> of PFL. If we get uh, Alex Martinez against everybody he fought in 2022 in PFL situation in the final, that would be bad. Yeah. I'm worried for that day. I'm not saying it's going to happen in New York or something like that. And obviously, it's, we're only talking about the semifinals anyway. But it just until PFL starts to care about that, that's going to be a bad thing. But they'll, they'll think it's great because like, it's people talking about PFL. So they don't lose there. It's just their fighter loses. But on the other fight, the judges don't make make the salaries so oh yeah it's they on the fighter pay. it's on the fighter ultimately yeah it's true so it's true um and then ufc of course saturday morning in singapore watch your fights then watch your cartoons yeah <laughs> there's still time for x-men is that uh, x-men still on right i haven't been up in time to watch <laughs> i'm joking on saturday that we're talking about know. the 90s sir although they are bringing back the 90s x-men cartoon it's that one they're continuing that one hmm. it's kind of weird i think they're calling it x-men 97 or something Okay. I'm very excited for that one. I didn't even watch that in the, uh, as a kid. Everyone else did. I, I wasn't into X-Men until later. But we're here to talk about fights. Let's talk about Max Holloway. Well, they fight. Max Holloway. Yeah, they do. That's true. Max Holloway against Chan Sung Jung, the Korean zombie, in a fight that I'm dreading. I just am. Oh, Max has put some beatings on some good fighters, man. And Chan Sung Jung, there was a time where this would have been a really fun fight for me to yeah. watch. That time has passed. I'm, I, I very much don't want to watch Chan Sung Jung just take an absolute monster beating because Max Holloway has the type of power that tends to hurt you prolongedly, but for, let's say, a few years now, has not been the finishing power. So I'm worried about the sustained beating that Chan Sung Jung could take over five rounds. Yeah. If your name's not Alexander Volkanovsky, Max is going to put a whooping on you. It may not be a great way to start my Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) As much as I'm looking forward to watching fights in the morning. Well, it'll be lunchtime by then. No, it won't. It'll be close to lunchtime. It'll be close. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like 11. <laughs> yeah, about there. Eastern time, of course. Our our coast. Uh, it is in Singapore. I expect uh, a heaping helping of international judges. Probably a mix of UK and Australia. Oh, Australia. Mm-hmm. Be mindful. <laughs> well, I mean, this is just a preview, too. If, if we do get some Aussie judges, we actually got an Australia pay-per-view next month, my friend. So uh, buckle in. <laughs> we'll see what we got. I know, I know you weren't a big fan of Evan Field and the way he does eight nines, I think, if I recall. I, I, don't, I just know the name. I don't even know the reason. I've forgotten it. That's all right. Um, I, by the way, I, I think there are actually some fine judges in Australia. I think there's some not fine judges in Australia. Um, but hopefully we get a good mix of just the right judges so that we're maybe have like a smooth show and not sitting there wondering, hey, 
Why did Chan Sung Jung get the win when Max Holloway beat the, the poop out of him for a little mm-hmm. Scott, am I going to get upset with this card? Does this have something to do with, you know, Road to UFC 2? For this one, I no? think that's actually a separate card. There separate is a card. there is a road to UFC, I believe, next week. Okay, or maybe it's this week. I can't remember. Okay, um, but it is coming up. There they are separate. Road has some decent fighters on it. I'll be perfectly honest. It's it's roughly in the same level of uh, Dana White contender series of fighters. In fact, sometimes you get better ones. I know, but I'm more just saying. Ones. I'm just saying when they throw it on a card and they don't even get they don't even get to wear the thirty gloves. <laughs> I know. It's just play- blank gloves. I know, I know. You're it's very like, hung oh, up on that. Who cares about this fight then? I care. Uh, put it somewhere else. I care. I should well, I actually feel like I should watch Road Marvin. You should watch Road. I would probably like it. You should watch Road. Watch Road this coming one. I watch I'll it. Think do, about do, it. Do, do it. I'll think about do it. Do what I say. Don't think. What day is it on? Uh, Tuesday? I have to That's double check. That's series. Wednesday? That's PFL. I don't know. <laughs> just check your local listings uh other fights on this card i don't love the whole card top to bottom i think it's fine but there are a few fights that i think are really fantastic aaron blanchfield tyla santos we're going to get a definitive next challenger at 125 after alexa grasso and uh valentina shochenko sorted out in the rematch i love this fight i wish it was actually more prominent you could even make this a a main event somewhere probably it could be should have been for sure um and not stuck all the way over in singapore i don't know if it should have if it could have been a main event you don't, but it could have co-mained something. I think we've had better. Um, oh, we know. Okay, or, or lesser. Okay. I'm sorry. Apex. I'm sorry. Main events. I, that, what I meant to say is how things should be. <laughs> we shouldn't. Have, we shouldn't be having you know the the May Rabuno Silva versus Holly Holm headliners. No offense. I, I actually. I mean, uh, but I people can say what they want about Holly Holm, but I, I think uh, actually it ended up being at least an entertaining watch. Yeah, but these are these are just filler cards because they got to fill all their obligations. Blanchfield against Santos as a main event makes total sense to me because there are real stakes there and we're talking about a potential breakout star on the women's side in Aaron Blanchfield. I I think that is that's like a no-brainer. Okay, that should be a fight night main event. Okay, fine, but I like 2010 style booking. Mm-hmm. Where there's a monster fight on almost every card. You want Rampage Jackson against uh Matt Hamill? Yeah, I love Matt Hamill. I love Matt Hamill too, but my goodness, that doesn't fit your description, my friend. That does. No, it doesn't. I'm fine with that. But then how, many, how many? How many of those were there? There was very a few. Lot of very those. few. Very few. And I'm I'm been for a project. I've been looking back, and I I'm with you. I understand. Giga Chikadze, one of the guys I like watching, is back. He's got against Alex Caceres. I know you thought this. I was, was originally I was originally against this. You fight. were. And I didn't understand it. I was a little originally against it because I was like, oh, this is just, it does nothing for Giga, really. This is all upside for Alex. It's but fun then, for us. It, it is Shut fun up. For, it is fun for us. Shut your mouth. But uh, I guess Giga, you know, being out so long, not give give him, I don't know. Caceres is, is winning, road. dude. He's, out, he's he on a bit I, of a roll. I, I think this is a fair fight. I love Bruce Leroy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to root for him. Okay. Interesting. So, so you're all on board now. I think it's it's still weird to me, but I kind of just shut your brain off and enjoy. I just shut your brain off and enjoy. I think you will doing that. You're more like you're almost becoming more like me than you used to be, and that's a bad thing. I'm becoming more like you, and I think that's a good thing. I would rather be you. Okay. Don't be me. <laughs> Anthony Lyerhart Smith against Ryan Span. This this fight already happened. It already it? happened in 2021. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I remember this Span happening. Span got choked out. Yeah. Um. Why are we doing this again? Because it's 2023. See, this and is the Ryan's, one that well, I'm sitting there. Like you're you're sitting there saying, "Why did this fight happen?" No, why did this fight happen? Because Anthony Smith fell off a cliff. That's why, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. He's lost. He had a lot of fights. I think I think that kind of caught up to him. He lost two straight. 
he lost he lost his last two after he fought Span. And yeah. He hasn't fought that that many times. Mm. He's only fought twice, and he lost those two. And then he, he lost in a grappling match to Clover. Mm. That was interesting, actually. It was. I think it was. Don't don't don't. That was just fun. That's all right. That was fun. I like that. That's all right. I did. I enjoyed that. Good. I liked I liked the fight pass and invitational. Most likely content contested rounds here. I don't know if you agree with me, but I put down Lan, uh, Liang Na against JJ Aldrich. So oh like, yeah, JJ Aldrich why, ends why up in a lot of splits. Why wouldn't this not be a? I could totally see this being a finish. I, three, I could. But we're gonna I, go three three straight split rounds in this fight. That no, I'm, no. That I'm gonna be like, yeah. Who cares? I'm I'm gonna make an even bolder pick. I'm not only gonna say that this will be the most likely uncontested rounds. I'm gonna say round two is our split on who won, and it's the deciding fight in a split decision. That's my bold pick. Round two. No, we're we're definitely getting unanimous twenty nine twenty eights where there's two <laughs> two different two rounds. Of the rounds. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're getting. You're gonna sit there thinking you you got all scot free mm-hmm. and no one yeah. isn't. <laughs> it's always like that. Oh man, boy! I came back. I came back from Canada and and uh, and the Pacific Northwest a little feistier, and uh, and now now I've kind of settled in. And I feel good. <laughs> this is this is good. This was fun. I missed yeah. it. Probably won't have a longer episode like this again. This was long. We are currently at uh, almost an hour forty. Boy, that's like almost a record for us. But I had fun. Yeah, I hope you I guys had, had fun. I had a good time. It's time to wrap it up. Yeah. All right, we'll be back again on Monday. To break down these early morning fights, possibly something from Wednesday at PFL, you, you never know. Yeah, it's going to be weird. We we might have to figure out a way to, to talk about these on Saturday night like we sometimes do instead of Sunday night. I would I would be all on board I figured that. you would be. But yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, thanks for welcoming me back. Have a good night. Poor day. <laughs>